Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We're to become a mature Christ follower. How do we become a mature Christ follower? I can't just do it from the Bible. God has given us people to hang with so I can model what I see in their life. So what does that tell me? That tells me already today that at least 50%, way more than that in most churches, at least 50% of you have no way to ever mature spiritually. When you think of Christian maturity, what comes to mind? An aged pastor, maybe like Billy Graham, or perhaps a saintly old relative, or one of the standouts of the Bible like Moses or the Apostle Paul. Certainly, our achieving the status of one of those seems unobtainable, doesn't it? Yet, Pastor Mark is teaching that the scriptures communicate that each of us is expected to attain an increased level of spiritual maturity than we began with. He'll be telling us how we are to deepen our walk with Jesus. It involves our finding a spiritual role model, one to pattern our lives after. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part one of his message, Role Models. going to teach this morning. To do that, you're going to need a Bible. If you've come and you're not used to the Bible, that's okay. We'll show you where to turn, how to do it. So everyone needs a Bible. So just raise your hand. You can turn in the Bible to Philippians chapter three. It's New Testament, Philippians chapter three. You'll see where it is. There it is right there. Go to Matthew, which is the New Testament, two thirds of the way through the Bible. Then half the way through is the book of Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter 3. Just keep your hands up and we'll get you that Bible. What do all of these have in common? An exercise class. A cooking class. A dance class. A painting class. A computer class. Well, the thing they have in common is every person that's in one of these classes wants to learn for themselves... About cooking, dancing, painting, or whatever the class is about. You see, if you stop to think about it, what do you think is more effective? To learn from a book or to learn from an experienced person who knows the subject? Which do you think? How many of you... Have ever learned to dance one of these weird, new, crazy dances? And you learned it from a manual. If you have, nobody will want to dance with you, I'll guarantee you. 
You couldn't learn to dance from a manual. Now, if you think about that, anybody that has an iPad or a smartphone or whatever, there is a manual that comes with it. But what's the best way to learn how to work it? Is it to go through the manual page? We've all been there. Or is it to get somebody who knows how it works and have them sit down with you for 20 minutes and you got it? Which is easiest? I already told you which is easier. Well, Pastor Mark, what in the world does that have to do with Christianity? Everything. Everything. And you're going to learn something today that, well, it might be new for you, but it was never new since the beginning of time. And it was certainly not new when Jesus came. I want you to write the first thing down today, and here it is. The goal of Christianity is to become a mature Christ follower. If you like, with the illustration, you might just say this. The goal uh, is, to be, uh, is to be a painter. Well, how am I going to be a painter? Well, sure, I can look at a book, but I'm way better to be a painter if I'm in the room with somebody that's an expert painter. And they can come by as I'm working on it, and they can say, mm, eh, scratch all that there, and a little more of this, a little more color here, and whatever. My wife's a painter. She goes to those classes. She's amazing what she's done. But she doesn't get much from books. She understands a theory from the book, but she gets it because there's an experienced painting instructor in the class. So the goal of Christianity is to become a mature Christ follower. How do we do that? Well, you do that, you're going to see in the scripture today, it's very simple. You're going to see what Paul says. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 17, and you'll see how this begins to hook together. Now, remember, Paul is writing a church. He's in jail in Rome for his Christian faith. And he's writing a church. And look what he says. Verse 17. Join with others in following my example, brothers. So he's the instructor. He's the example. And take note of those who live according to the pattern. Circle that word. The pattern We gave you. In the original language, my example there literally means this. Be an imitator of me. So what is Paul saying in verse 17? In our illustration of the painter, he's saying this. I'm the experienced instructor. I have some other experienced instructors in the church. Namely, we'll see Timothy and, and others as we go through. And he'll say, I want you to pay attention to them as they show you how to paint. Or in our illustration, how they show you to become a mature follower of Jesus Christ. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, that, 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 that's pretty prideful for the Apostle Paul to say, Well, if you want to become like Christ, look at me. Well, no, it wasn't prideful at all because Paul knew something. What did Paul know? He wrote it earlier. Look what he wrote. Paul says this, same writer, 1 Corinthians 11, follow my example as I follow the example 
of Christ. So what Paul says, you can look at my life in the example I'm going to give you. I can be a role model for you only as long as my life looks like Christ. In other words, if I have the fruit of the Spirit and all those kind of things, and you see that, then you can, you can imitate my life. So, what do you want to write? Jesus is our ultimate and final role model. Jesus is. That'll never change. That'll never change. But here's what Paul knew. Paul knew that you and I needed human role models who could help us become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Now, as you begin to think about that, understand something. What do you, what do you mean, Pastor Mark? We need human role models. Well, in the beginning, when Jesus came to this earth, he came here to show us a number of things. When Jesus came to the earth, he came as a man and God, and he wanted to show us what God was like. But he also came to give his life for us. But he also, in the flesh, came and he chose 12 disciples to follow him. He was their instructor. He would say to them, follow me, join me, follow my example. I'm the role model. Here we go. So it wasn't just, of course, he had lots of instructions, but it wasn't just that. He was a person that they could relate to. And that's pretty much the way it goes. Now, as as you begin to think about that, that should begin to put in your mind some questions. Paul is basically saying this. You need human role models who are a little more mature than you in your walk with Christ. I mean, you wouldn't go to a painting class if every one of you were beginning painters. Why would you go? Who's going to instruct you? There's nobody there knows anything more than you. What a waste of time. So Paul is saying, get around those people, join them, who are a little more mature in their walk with God. Now, when we read the Bible, we understand commands. The Bible is filled with commands. I'm going to give you one to practice this morning. You remember when Jesus came, he, he took all the commands and put them into two. Get your hands ready. Let's see how many you remember. We're to love God and what? Love one another. We're to love God and love one another. Good. Now, would you call those commands? Yeah, because he said, do it. It is a suggestion. So, there's two commands. We, we know that. If you go back to the Old Testament, we did a whole series on the Ten Commandments. Remember, we had the, the cones in the road and whatever. Here's just two of them. Don't steal and don't lie. Now, are those suggestions or commandments? Because my God, I'd rather have them as suggestions. Thank you very much. They're not. They're commandments. Do them. Okay? So here we are. You're going, well, come on. I love God. I'm striving to love other people. I don't steal and I don't lie. Fantastic. Good. But you just read Philippians 3.17. It is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. 
We are to be involved and have other people into our lives that are giving us input. We're to be hanging around other believers who are more mature than us. We're to be in a painting class where there's someone that knows more about painting than what. That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. The response will be yes or no. Very simple. I don't want you saying it out loud. I don't want you saying it to yourself. I want you just to think about your answer. Let me ask you a question. And you can see it right here. Are you now following, imitating, hanging with, in a small group with, a good, godly, mature role model? Yes or no? Not your spouse. Yes or no? I'll guarantee you more than probably 50% of you have to say no. I'm not around during the week. I'm not around mature believers, people that are more mature than me spiritually. I'm not around them. Well, what was the opening premise? We're to become a mature Christ follower. How do we become a mature Christ follower? I can't just do it from the Bible. God has given us people to hang with so I can model what I see in their life. So what does that tell me? That tells me already today that at least 50%, way more than that in most churches, at least 50% of you have no way to ever mature spiritually. You'll never reach the potential God has for you because you're taking verse 17 as a suggestion, not a commandment. You say, well, Pastor Mark, Paul wrote it. It's Paul's idea. No, what Paul wrote is what the Holy Spirit gave him to write. It's from God. So I want to challenge you this morning as you begin to think about this, that we can do what God's commanded us to do. Now, from that verse, I think there's two simple commands. And I want you to write them down today. And then we're going to explain to all of us together how we can make this happen. Number one, the first command really Paul gives us is this. I need to find a good role model. By the way, put S because it's going to be more than one. It's not just one. I need to find good role models, people that are more mature, an advanced painter that could help me paint. I need to find good role models and join them, follow them, imitate them, hang with them, be around them, whatever words you want to use. So first thing is, if I'm going to be a better follower of Christ, I got to be around somebody that knows more than me. That's experienced lots of stuff in their life. So when I go through it, I have somebody that can help me. Here's how, here's how you do it. I've been through that. Now, remember, there's not going to be any perfect role models because there's only one. That's Christ. But here's the second one. Not only am I to do that and grow, but second, I'm to be a good role model myself. In other words, God's going to bring around me other younger believers, or if you're a parent, for sure, you're supposed to be a godly role model for your children. They don't know about God. 
You should be able to explain to your children when they get five, six, seven, and eight how to accept Jesus Christ. You shouldn't have to bring him to the church and say, I don't know how to lead my kid to Christ. What? Well, sure you should. What if there was no church? You need to know God enough to bring your children along. So how are you going to do that? Well, I have to keep maturing. So I got to hang with people that know more than me and know more about life than me so that I can learn from them. I can glean from them. I can be around them. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to be a role model for other people. And that just continues for life. So what's the problem? We don't do either one of those. It's really not happening in the church. Now, notice in that definition, find a good role model and be a good role model. Why did I say good? Because Paul already told us there's nobody perfect. Paul says, I haven't arrived yet. So we don't have to worry about that. Now, he knows, look at verse 17 again, join with others, join with others. He, He knows that there's other good models to follow. Timothy Epaphroditus, for instance. See, following a bunch of good mentors keeps us balanced. I can't say to you today, just follow me. I'm the only role model there is here in any of the campuses. The rest of the pastors don't have too much. You just follow me. That's ridiculous. Number one, I become like this idol or whatever to you. And when I become an idol, I'll be prideful. And that's what happened. I'll fall. I won't be a good role model for you. So we need different role models because people are in different areas of their life. Now, what's the danger if I don't follow this command? What if I'm not going to get around others that are going to help me grow iron sharpening iron? And what if I don't become a good role model myself? What are the two dangers? Two dangers. Look at verse 18. You're right there. Paul says this. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live... As enemies of the cross of Christ. So what's the one danger, number one? We'll talk about it more. Instead of picking a good role model, you pick a bad role model and you follow them. Notice verse 18, Paul says, there's people in the church. This isn't outside the church. This is in the church. There's people in the church that, well, really they're put there by Satan. And they hate the cross of Christ. Don't hang with them. Because if you hang with them, you're going to end up, if you don't change, in hell. Because they don't believe in the cross of Christ. You say, well, Pastor Mark, can, can we identify who these people are that, that are against? They're not really for us. They're put here. They're kind of spies. They're against us. Can we identify them? Yes. Just look down your row. <laughs> Come on. Look down your row. And when you think you found somebody that's an enemy of Christ, would you just raise your hand? We'll have the usher come. (laughs) Anybody see anybody yet? Anybody still? Come on. Still looking. Now, how do I know they're here? Because that's never changed. Jesus gave a great parable about the, the wheat and the tares. He says, among you, there's always people that look like they're believers. They're really not. They're really against Christ. And they will surface. But see, why does Paul warn about those people? Here's what he says. We follow people. Sheep are followers. We are influenced by people. And if I don't pick a good godly role model, I'll pick a bad one. I want to give you homework for two weeks from, uh, two weeks from today. Psalm 1. Just study Psalm 1. 
And you'll see the amazing contrast between modeling my life after somebody that's good and following somebody that's not good. By the way, young people, it's a huge problem because young people are really influenced. Paul says this, bad company corrupts good morals. So the danger number one, we'll talk more in two weeks. Danger number one, if I don't pick somebody good, I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to be influenced by somebody. And if I'm not careful, I'll be influenced by somebody that's bad. But here's danger number two, if I don't obey the command that we just read. This is the big one. This is the huge one. Danger number two, you choose to do life alone. You don't pick any good role models. This is the biggest problem in the church today. We have decided to try to do life basically alone. I don't need these kind of influences in my life. I can do it by myself, but that's not what God said. I want you to turn to the book of Romans and I want you to see how this works out. The book of Romans chapter 12. When you get there, Paul wrote In Romans 14, this scripture. For none of us lives to himself alone. And none of us dies to himself alone. So when you and I were created, we were created to be in relationship with people. We don't do this thing called life alone. Now when you get to Romans chapter 12, look at verse 4. I'll read this in the New Living Translation. Paul says this. Just as our human bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with the body of Christ, the church. We are all parts of his one body all around the world, the believers that have in unity the head of Christ. He's our head. Each one of us has different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, notice what it says. We belong to each other, and each of us needs All the others. We were never created to hang alone. Now, I want you to write a couple things. Every person, when created, was created by God with a twofold need. The first need that every person has is this. To be in relationship with God. To be in fellowship with God. When you and I were created, we were created... To have a personal relationship with God. God designed you to know him, to obey him, to enjoy him, to serve him, to give your heart to him, to ask for your sins to be forgiven because our sin separates us from God. See, if a person doesn't have a personal relationship with God, the result is their life will have no meaning. It'll just be chasing the wind. There'll be no purpose. Today, Pastor Mark taught us about our need as Christ followers to deepen our walk with Jesus. We learned if we didn't already know that God expects His followers to become closer to Him. We were told about the pluses and minuses of making either a good or poor choice in role model selection. We were reminded that as members of the body of Christ, that we can't do this alone. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about our need to have and be role models. He will dive further into the biblical basis for making such a statement, as well as reminding us from real-life examples how going solo won't be successful. We'll find out that this maturation process cannot happen in a vacuum. We must do this process around and with others. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious, Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.